up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo. This is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. Let me tell you a little story. I just recorded the whole intro. I thought it was probably one of the best intros ever. I'm just joking. It was a good intro, and I didn't hit record. I was just literally sitting here talking to myself and didn't hit the record button. So that's cool when that happens, right? This week on the podcast, I'm talking with my good friend Noah Julian. Noah is a Philadelphia yoga and movement instructor. He's absolutely brilliant, one of the kindest souls that I know. Super creative, super intelligent, filled with love and knowledge. Uh, so it's a joy to have Noah back on the podcast. And we just have a conversation. I couldn't even tell you what our conversation was about because we just sat down in my living room, hit record, and just started talking about all the things. So I hope you enjoy it. But before we jump into the episode, I want to tell you about a couple things that I have going on. On Tuesday nights, I am now hosting a live streaming $5 meditation class. If you're in the Philadelphia area, you're welcome to join us in our in-studio audience in my living room. If you're anywhere else on planet Earth and you want to join us, the link is on my website, inspirecreatemanifest.com. It is also on all of my social media platforms. It's five bucks. It's a Zoom call. After the meditation, we have a discussion, a little satsang, if you will, where we all share and ask questions and we all just, you know, communicate as a beautiful family, helping to support each other as, as we ascend, as we connect to our higher self, as we connect to that infinite creative being that we are. So if you want to be part of that, head to my website, inspirecreatemanifest.com, sign up. It's less than a cup of coffee and it's a really good time and it's good for your soul. It really is. Or maybe you're like, I don't have a soul. Well, then maybe it'll help you connect to your soul. On Wednesday nights, I teach a kundalini and meditation class at Yoga Brain in East Falls from 6 to 7 p.m. We do uh, yoga kriya, and then at the end of the class, we do some kind of yummy meditation to really send you into outer space, again, connecting to your higher self. On March 20th, I'm teaching a workshop called Bridging the Gap of Ascension with my dear friend Amy Spicer. This is a two and a half hour workshop where we're going to be clearing your energy, anchoring, anchoring you to the earth, connecting you to the sovereign being that you are, and connecting you to your higher self. It is going to be a power house of energy flowing through Chantil Yoga that night. So if you want to join us, again, you can head to my website or go to the Chantil Yoga website and register there. Whew, for some reason, I'm talking really fast as if I'm doing an Instagram story. I suppose I should show that. I suppose I should slow down and just breathe, right? On March 27th, I am back in the Poconos at Boundless Yoga, <clears throat> teaching an introduction to Kundalini Yoga, where we're going to be going over the structure of a class, the different breathing techniques that we use, the different mantras, and all that good stuff. And then we're going to dive in for a real yummy Kundalini practice to give everyone an experience of what it feels like to connect to your higher self and allow the energy to move freely through you. And then in April, I am at... Where am I? And why am I talking so fast? I am teaching the heart at a magnet. Back to back. The heart is a magnet. Back to back days. On Friday, April 24th, I am at Nectar Yoga. And then on Saturday, April 25th, I am back at Ananda Yoga and Wellness. Teaching the same workshop, the heart is a magnet. This is a workshop that 
activate your superpowers. And I know that might sound batshit crazy, but it is an amazing practice to connect you to your heart, to connect you to your mind in this cohesive way that everything can start functioning, that I'm saying this a lot, that's going to connect you to your higher self. That is what this is all about, connecting you to you, not connecting you to a teacher, not connecting you to me, not connecting you to your mom and dad, but connecting you to yourself so you can be the sovereign being that you are, so you can live your truth, so you can let go of the shit that no longer serves you, and you can live the life that you've been put on this planet to live. That's April 24th and 25th, Nectar Yoga and Ananda Yoga and Wellness. You can find that information on my website as well. And we are approaching spring. We spring ahead this weekend, and it will be lighter, longer, thank God. So photography will be picking back up. If you're in need of some new images to promote you and your brand or your family or whatever it is that you need some kick-ass images of, reach out. My schedule is filling up. I'm pulling back a little bit from photography, but I do have sessions available. So if you want to create in the spring, I suggest reaching out, send me a message. You can head to my other website, joe at joelongophotography.com. Reach out. We will set up something awesome and we'll capture the light within you. Now, I'm going to be quiet, I'm going to try to remember to breathe, and we're going to roll into this episode with my good friend Noah Julian. Be sure to follow Noah at Noah Moves on all of the platforms. You will be inspired by everything that he puts out. Thank you for being here. If you would be so kind, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and on any other of the podcast apps that you listen to this on. And if you feel moved, please share it with your friends. Put it on your social flat, flat, blah, put it on your social platforms. Share it in your stories. Share it with your friends. Text it to your neighbor. Help spread the word. I would really appreciate it. Now kick back and enjoy this episode with Noah Julian. I'm loving these cards. What uh, what direction do you feel like going in? Do you just want to let things roll and see where we end up? Yeah, I think we can do that. Do you uh, have any direction? Do you want to? No, I'm open to whatever. Do you want to move in? What's So what's up, everybody? Inspired Creativity Podcast. I'll try to remember this time to actually say the things. The last couple we just rolled in without anything. Yeah. But if people are hitting play, they know what they're listening to. Yes, they do know that. Yeah. So I'm back with my good friend Noah Julian. Welcome back. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Joe. Yeah. Thank thank you. It's been a a while. There's so many things that we can talk about because since the last podcast, I feel everything in my life completely changed. (laughs) All from the suggestion. You should listen to the Noah Lampert's podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? Remember yes, how yes. how long ago? I do. That was right after Burning Man. Yeah. yeah. So Noah was last on talking right after Burning Man about his, his trip. If you haven't listened, go listen to that episode. It's a great one about the journey through Burning Man. But yeah, you were like, listen. Synchronicity. Listen and, to synchronicity. Yeah, yeah. And it just opened up this whole new world of... I don't want to say weirdos, but if I say weirdos, I don't mean it in a bad I way. I love weirdos. I'm a weirdo, and I yeah. vibe with other weirdos. Like, like, I, like, I feel like it opened, like, it connected me to this, like, soul tribe 
that have been floating around out there just waiting for me to to stumble upon them that's fantastic and wow wow so much from him and um, i think i told you ended up following jessa reed from the soberish that was through there Corey allen yeah i love Corey. Corey is one of my favorite like just i don't know creators in general i love his music i love his meditation stuff he puts out yeah so much goodness that's great um every single one of ramir oh yeah um ramir uh um uh, i'm flaking but yeah something brain yeah he does the uh, brain skull rainbow hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's great. He's a great character. Yeah, that whole group. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness, where, where have you Rami, been? Rami Nazir. Rami. Rami yes. Nazir. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Also, brilliant artist. Oh yeah, I love his art. He's prolific too. He puts out new art every day. Oh really? Everything he puts out is brand new every day. Wow. Yeah, I heard him talking about that one day. How he like made a decision like that every day I'm gonna put out a new piece. Wow. I think that was one of the reasons I started like journaling every day, of writing every day. I was like, oh, I can, I can write every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, writing every day is really good, even if it's just to like get shit out of you. That's a lot I've of been it's been to hone it. my thinking. It's mm-hmm. a way to like, talking. You know, you can pontificate and never actually get to a point. But writing, you look back and you're like, okay, did I actually say something? Mm-hmm. What how, is my thinking? funneled or in a, in a direction or is it just all over the place and um i initially started as like a, oh it'll be a way to put something out every day and i'm, I'm glad i let go of that and mm-hmm. let it just be like what comes and then occasionally there's something i feel like is worth it to share with people and other times it it's okay for it to just be the practice right 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 yeah. and you never know one day you might flip back and be like oh wow yeah absolutely. that was perfect and i never shared it but maybe it's time for it to you know take on a life a couple of maybe a week or two ago i woke up in one of those moods where it's just like fuck what is happening you know like sometimes you just wake up and it's like you feel like you may have been we'll say punched in the belly sure like 12 times um and i came down here i did some meditation and even after meditating i still felt like why do I feel like a big ball of crap, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm making my coffee and I decided to, I've been listening to kind of very slowly Gabby Bernstein's latest book, Super Attractor. Hmm. It's all about manifesting, but really being in a space of joy and love because then that's where we can start, you know, flowing. So I'm standing in my kitchen doing, making all my coffee and I hit play and she starts talking about gratitude and just you know the practice of having a gratitude journal and just like writing a page Mm -hmm. i literally once the coffee was made i came in here i sat down and i did one page of just gratitude within seconds of finishing the page i felt completely different yeah like everything had shifted and i was just like oh right even though i woke up feeling like i got punched in the belly a million times i'm actually like really grateful yeah. for everything I have and just that little one page practice shifted completely how I felt sure like why don't I do this every day yeah I fall I... in and out of that practice myself that and loving kindness meditation they're two that I like mm-hmm. 
I do for a few days and then return to two months later and they, right. they never quite catch the rhythm of some of my other practices, but they're so valuable. Do you think we, like we find ourselves tapping into practices like that as like a safety read? Like a, like a, like a, almost like a lifeline. Like we were like, oh shit, like I'm really at the bottom. I should probably do this. And then we get into a good space and then we stop mm-hmm. doing those things that keep us in a good space. And it's like, oh, like then you wake up and you're like, man, there are those belly punches. Yeah. And I got to go back yeah. to my practice. What do you think it is with, with the human that allows us to forget so easily? Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, with me, I feel like I have so many practices that occasionally a new one can feel like an indulgence, even if it is something that's very valuable and does help my life. It's mm-hmm. like carving out time for another, uh, uh, another individual self-exploration can feel like self-indulgence a little bit further. So that's, mm-hmm. that's where it comes from for me personally with that, is that I don't have a problem creating practices. I have a problem with them being things that are directly transferable into the rest of my life. And that that is, but maybe not as immediately directly. And and sometimes it can be an excuse to not engage with the world, to engage with another practice. And that's my reasoning behind it. Right. Speaking of your practice, because you do definitely have a practice. I have a lot of them. You put a blog post out yesterday two days ago maybe Mm -hmm. a couple days ago about your daily practice um and then it's been like the lifespan of a small child (laughs) well i I said that for 34 (laughs) years i've had a focus practice Mm -hmm. i think that's what i put out is that i put i was listening to um i was actually listening to a Corey allen podcast that i really enjoyed and i i liked the guest and i thought 90 percent of what he said was fantastic and brilliant i totally agreed and as will happen when someone is passionate about what they do, uh, sometimes the other 10% is how anybody who's doing something different is doing it wrong. Uh-huh. And that was the part that I kind of disagreed with and got me writing about that. And it was mm-hmm. one that I decided to share. And it was that was about, um, he was a mindfulness teacher and was quoting the science, which if you talk to a lot of scientists, they will admit, even those who are really into meditation, like Sam Harris, will admit that a lot of the 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 um, the science that's out there is very speculative. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily things that we should be quoting as the science says this, and rather just saying that look at people who benefit from it, and right. that is a better thing to point at than the science right now. But he had mentioned that. The science points to the fact that mindfulness, meaning like a Vipassana style meditation, which is more open awareness, is way more beneficial than a focus-based practice. And I do way more focus-based practices than I do mindfulness practices. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of a look at the fact that um, I think one of the lines that I think is most useful was that he said, uh, he said, a mindfulness practice will allow you to pay attention to where your thoughts are coming from versus a focus-based practice which will allow you to channel which thought you want to focus on. And my argument was, well, if you pick a thread that you're going to focus on, if you unravel that thread far enough, it will lead you back to source. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree that also if you're open to 
everything that's coming in, you'll be able to see that that source there. Um, but I think the other is just as true. And that was kind of what the blog was mostly about. Yeah. I think it's a nice balance. And it really depends on the person. Oh, it totally does. I, I think a lot of people stop uh, mindfulness-based meditation because uh, they they have a hard time knowing if it's quote working mm-hmm. and focus uh, something like a like a breath anchor where you're focusing on your breath which is the main seated meditation that I do uh, it, it it's you can notice right away whether or not you have lost track of your breath and started thinking about something else instead of the thing that you were trying to draw your attention to all right so we are back sorry about that short little you don't even know that there was a break, but there was just a break. Um, so we're back. Do you remember what we were You were about? talking about Michael. You were just about to say Oh, the TM about... stuff. Yeah. You yeah. So yeah. he'd watched something and was like, I saw this thing on TM and now I'm just doing my own version. So I joke around I'm like, I'm doing the Mike Barata TM. You just pick my own word, which yeah. totally makes sense. Oh, it's totally. like, yeah. I mean, God bless the TM marketing people that have literally, you know, have been able to sell yes. this. Come sit down and breathe, and I'm going to give you a word. Where should I bill you for that? Um, <laughs> but whatever, we should all be getting paid. So I started doing that for like, and the 20 minutes, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, and that 20 oh, minutes great. flies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like just that, you know, that one word, whatever it is, mm-hmm. keeps the mind off of. I'm sure the thoughts, you know, there's still thoughts happening, but not as much mm-hmm. as when I just sit and just focus on the inhale or the exhale. Mm-hmm. But when I have that word going, it's like really puts me into that transcendental state, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Which is re- a really nice place to be in sometimes. <laughs> Stella agrees. She, she agrees. Um, but it's like, I think if you focus on the breast, Focus on the thoughts. The thoughts are always going to be there. Like they're always going to keep showing up. So it really just depends on what the person that is sitting down can connect to, to connect with, to move through whatever space they're going to go into. I've been trying to stress to people, like, don't try to turn the mind off because you're not going to. Mm -hmm. Like if you can, God bless you. And you should probably be teaching people how to turn the brain off. Well, I wonder, is that our goal at all? Like, why do we want to turn it off? We want it to work more efficiently. Right, exactly. To, yeah. To, to learn how to control it, to really take mm-hmm. control mm-hmm. over it. So when you notice the thoughts coming up, look at that thought. Where did it come from? Let it go away. I've never liked the idea that asana is a tool to be able to escape the body, mm-hmm. of the ability to be able to sit more in meditation. I think that's maybe one goal of asana, but I, I think asana is, or any movement practice, is to become more embodied. Yeah. And kind of the same thing with any meditation practice. It's in order to be able to be in one's mind and not have the mind just running the show. Uh-huh. I've been finding it's that balance of how can we be fully present in mm-hmm. our meat suit mm-hmm. and give ourselves that permission to also go to those higher dimensional realms Mm -hmm. if you will and how do you play in both worlds i i think that it's possible that the higher dimensional worlds are within oh totally it's all within yeah 
it's just like calming everything in a way to be like, oh, right, that's, I'm really just going deeper into me. Sure. And hearing that voice that's inside of me and really hearing it. And I've been telling people like, listen to the thoughts, notice them, but then just keep going, whatever it is, you know, if it's mm-hmm. your breath or a mantra and eventually those thoughts, little golden nuggets are going to get sprinkled mm-hmm. in to those thoughts that mm-hmm. pop up. And maybe it happens right away, or maybe you have to sit and do this every day for eight months. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you can quiet enough to go inside enough to hear that little golden nugget. Yeah. But it is that space where it's like, you can't turn it off because then you're never, you're not going to get those, right. the golden nuggets that are going to help you move to the next level of whatever that may be. And I think important to what you just said is it's cumulative. Mm-hmm. I, I've been doing some form of a seated meditation practice for 19 years, something like that. And the first several, I mean, I'm a slow learner. I always say this. I, I was going to say maybe, and I correct myself because I am a slow learner. Mm-hmm. But the first five to 10 years were just like, why are we doing this? Right. Oh, because you've read a bunch of books that say that this is the way that you're going to be able to channel this other shit that you want to be able to mm-hmm. <laughs> get toward. Right. It was yeah. very goal focused. So, and that's what kept me in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because that whole channeling of things, it's really not, again, channeling anything that's outside of you. Right, right. It's really yes. con- just connecting with the source that's everything, everywhere. I always like the idea in the uh, Tibetan Book of the Dead that, um, that meditation is a, is a preparation for, for death. And I had this, um, I had this interesting, we were talking about this a little bit, last time we got together not on the podcast but last Mm -hmm. time we got together that i had a my own interesting vision the last time i had a transcendental experience a psychedelic experience Uh where it was the idea that the whatever we refer to as the soul or consciousness or whatever it is retreats further within the body and then is reabsorbed by the earth as everything just kind of eats it and then it allows the consciousness to become absorbed with whatever has devoured it and spread mm-hmm. itself throughout uh, and I think it maybe that just lends credence to my ability to have more practices of going in of my own personal inner world mm-hmm. but that's where it all is like even with you know the coaching stuff that I'm doing it, mm-hmm. it's all self-reflecting it's not I'm going to coach you and give you advice right I'm going to ask you questions so you have to look inside sure and sure keep peeling the layers of the onion away to get to where that answer resides because ultimately it's in there yeah like whatever you just have to keep peeling the layers away it's like well now what and now what and now what else you just keep going yeah deeper and deeper yeah and then there's an understanding eventually and then it's after that understanding comes it's like there's a whole other onion there <laughs> now and now we have to start all over again but it's a f- I enjoy the space of sitting and that whole s- practice um, I do now I don't know that I did in the beginning but yeah I love it now I, mm-hmm. I sit for 20 in the morning and the uh, the evening is day to day it depends on how it goes it's do you have like an morning. evening wind down 
practice, if you will? I generally read in the evening. I generally do some light movement in the evening. And I'll sit if I'm alone in the evening. I would say that's part of the being in a romantic partnership mm-hmm. is um, we sit in the morning if we're together, but evenings are trickier because other things get in the way. <laughs> Not in the way. <laughs> no, right, right. That makes sense. I um, said that to a friend once. I'm like, my evening practice has become so strong that mm. what will happen when the lovely lady finally presents herself <laughs> i'm trying to word that in such a good way like i'm leaving the door open for you to show up if you're out there um <laughs> you know what would it look like sure you know yeah. and like because now like i'll go out and there are times i'm like shit it's like nine o'clock like i've really got to go home mm-hmm. so i can do my evening practice because, yes because yes. it's it's my time it's time <laughs> it's time absolutely yeah. yeah, and I have tried to shift it from being so evening heavy into a little more balanced, having more stuff in the morning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can see how the evening practice could get a little yeah. off, yeah. which is totally fine, especially if you already have the morning practice, you know, and then your midday practice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always like movement in the middle and there's there's little things that sprinkle throughout the day. But I would say the evening is one that fluctuates more. I try to read fiction in the evening, which I hadn't I haven't read fiction in years, actually. And I, I like made a conscious decision this last summer that I wanted to get back into reading fiction. And hmm. it, it was a little rocky there for a while because it's. It's not as immediately, it's harder to know immediately why one is doing it. Uh If you're reading nonfiction, it's like, oh, this is tangible things that I could take into the rest of my life that I can share with my students or with my community or whatever, whereas fiction feels slightly more ambiguous as to what it is bringing at least initially i think Mm -hmm. once you get into something you could be like oh you can draw parallels to life and situation but i've been really enjoying it in the evening because it allows me to detach from my personal story Mm -hmm. and rather have something that is slightly more fantastical and less um less tangible to keep reusing the same word over and over again yeah uh, and i think that's a nice thing to enter dream space with even though i don't dream very often but uh-huh. or at least remember them i know people say you dream every night but well right right i think yeah. it's one of the things with the um the cannabis sometimes too though as well you know i've even i'm actually fasting right now from cannabis mm-hmm. but um even when I do, I don't get the dreams right back. Like people always say like, oh, when you fast, like the mm-hmm. dreams come back full force. I, I don't get that. And I didn't when I was younger because I only became a regular cannabis smoker like seven years ago. Right. And when I do, before that, I didn't feel like I, I dreamed a lot. And when I fast now, I know more than usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the last time we were hanging out, we were talking about visuals, visualization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And did you say you're not really a, I'm not a visually... much of a visualizer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that could be... Yes. It, part yes. of it as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I tend to, I'll get feeling and I'll get um, other sensations that come up, but visual is not my strongest one. Uh-huh. I'll hear things before I'll get like visuals. Uh-huh. Um, uh, even with, even with like high, heightened um, psychedelic experiences, it's often been more more voice type of things that I've had than, than visual things mm-hmm. that have come up. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's probably definitely the dreamscape as well then. That, that's a good, I, I think that's probably true. And I even think of the things that I've engaged with, like my, my, my main practices sense wise have been music mm-hmm. and have been movement and then seated as I think falls in a different category of its own. But then, Obviously, with music and with with movement, you have the senses being engaged of your hearing sense and your feeling sense, and right. those are the two that I feel like I tap into the most strongly: is very kinesthetic awareness mm-hmm. and then sonic awareness. Yeah, I'm more I'm the visual guy, which yeah. makes sense. Yes, it totally does. You it know? absolutely does. Yeah, uh, I think I was listening to one of Noah Lampert's podcasts the other day, he was talking about it because he was going through different kind of like <sighs> manifestation-ish techniques, different things to do. And he was like, I know I'm going to get to a spot where I explain how to do this for the people that aren't visual because I'm getting like emails from people just saying, I just, I'm just not that mm-hmm. kind of person. So you're telling me to visualize looking in a mirror and seeing myself and then gifting myself these things. I can't, like, I can't even. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't literally until that time, like, oh, wow, people, that isn't here for everybody. Like, it really, yeah, it is a gift in a way just to be able to, to visualize things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he had said, he was like, so for the people that can't, you know, that don't have that, invite a friend into your mind as if you're having a conversation with your friend mm. or your mm. friend is like saying, Hey Noah, it's so awesome that you did whatever it is that you want to do. Like you have that kind of like interaction ish happening. Even mm-hmm. if you can't see them, he was like, you invite like another party in into the creative process. So it's like, you're having that conversation. So it's like stimulating like yeah. something in there. Yeah. It's all, it's a lot though it's all like we were talking about earlier in the kitchen it's like processing and processing what energy is what energy and what does this energy mean that i'm feeling yeah you know yeah sure sure because i think we do these practices that will heighten our awareness of things but then it's like really getting an understanding of what it all means See, I can attach meaning to anything, and I feel I th- I think that's the human thing is like we're such meaning making ex- um, creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I think sometimes I have to get away from attaching the meaning to it and just let it be, <laughs> instead of needing it to mean something. Well, right, I, right. I think what I'm saying is like sometimes you'll meet someone and mm-hmm. it'll be that energy. And you like, I know for me, I question the energy. Like, what does this energy mean? Should I explore this energy or should I move away from this energy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this energy that I'm supposed to help like grow? 
Mm-hmm. Or is this energy I'm supposed to love? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's kind of like, because sometimes you just like feel, and I'm moving my hands back and forth <laughs> because this is totally where I'll, I feel all my energy anymore. My hands like coming together. It was just like, what is this ball of energy? What does this mean? What does it all mean? Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. very much in a space right now of. Um, I, I, I wish I could remember the quote exactly as it said and who said it. I know I have it saved on my phone, so maybe I should look it up, but, <laughs> um, it's sometimes one's purpose is just waiting for the next purpose to arrive and not looking for it, mm. um, is basically the gist of it. And I feel like I've kind of been in that for a couple years now as I'm just kind of in the liminal space of just don't keep needing to grasp for purpose or things and just kind of allow things to just be right now um and i i think that's a nice space to allow those things to just arise Uh um but it's very i think it's very possible i don't want to say it's very easy but it's very possible for me to want to grab onto something to have like a sense of like oh this is it this is my my purpose mm-hmm. rather than just the day to day of just living life. And just if, if, if something is there that suddenly feels like it's worth engaging with as purpose outside of just my habitual living, which I, I like my, my habitual living, <laughs> <laughs> just allow it to be just kind of just, yeah. Um, a thing that I've been saying a lot lately is like, I, I, I don't need to do, I just want to be right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's hard, I think, as well. I've been... Um, so, it's not out yet. It'll be out this week. This is so trippy to try to say. So, last week's episode that isn't out yet, but is out. Wow. Time, space, mm-hmm. reality. Yeah. Anyway. One things of the, that happened for you that haven't happened for everyone else. Right, exactly. Things that have happened <laughs> in my reality that have not happened in your reality yet. I'm going to talk about because they might be in your reality now. Um <laughs> But the last week episode with the, all of the mm. amazing ladies from the Ascended Entrepreneur School and all of the energy work that they did for me, I feel as if I'm in the space of now integrating it mm. all and just allowing it to do and go and be wherever it needs to be within me. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, what does that even mean? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And how do you just be? How do you integrate it? Um so it moves freely through me so i get the full benefit of it and it's that space of like i'm just going to be right now Mm -hmm. and literally just be yeah but when i move into that space of just being that's like an uncomfortable space yeah for me yeah to be in because i want i feel like something is happening but i don't know what is happening I might sound crazy. No, not at all. You know what I mean? Like I can feel the things, but it's like, okay, but I don't want to just be like, I want everything to be right now. Um, And then there's a huge part of me that feels like I need to be in a full body cast. Mm -hmm. That's just holding me in this position. So nothing moves in the present, not in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And everything just stays still. So all of my bones are healing all the, energetic downloads or integrating the way they need to go and I can't do anything 
to mess it up because I'm in this full body cast. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm in this human form and I have to move around and allow whatever to happen to happen while my mind keeps saying, what's happening? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whether the pressures are external or 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 internal but um but they definitely are cultural Uh uh is that i usually feel like when i'm being i'm i'm not quote doing what i should be doing like there's these shoulds that they're not they they might be self-imposed but they're definitely attached to the baggage of like the world that we live in that if you're not Uh producing then you're not you're not worth it you're not worth anything um, and that's why I can have, like I was saying to you before we started recording, like I could have a week like last week that's the lightest week that I've had in a long time. Uh-huh. And I've been dying for that light week just to relax and be able to like, you know what, I want to be able to go walk in the woods and do some of the other things that aren't my habitual daily things, but are things that I like to do and wasn't able to rest in it because it's like, well, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you producing? What are you giving back to the to everyone else? And it's uh-huh. like... I, 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 I don't, I don't need to. <laughs> right. Right. Where, um, where do you think that comes from for you? I think at least part of it is just the culture that we live in. Right. I think that is a lot of it. Like, I don't think it's necessarily any, any direct thing of like any specific family or friends, but just like the culture of what we live in that if, you know, uh, it's very recognizable if you live in like New York where it's like, what the fuck? You're taking too much time crossing the street. Let's go. We got, we got things to do. We got money to make. Right. 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 <laughs> so I think that's a lot of it, honestly, is just, is the culture. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, mostly have clients or classes or workshops on the weekends? I teach Saturday is a huge day for me and Sunday fluctuates. Mm-hmm. So, because I was talking with a friend about this and I was just like, I just want to like integrate everything that happened last week with Mm -hmm. all the energetic work and also just like have a day. Mm. I, oh God, I would give anything to have two days in a fucking row, Joe. Right. And I think like the, the, this person I was talking to said, well, you know, like most people, they come home on Friday and then they go back to work on Monday. Yeah. And because like we're doing things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I taught Friday, I had a photo shoot Saturday and then I was in class yeah. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's my weekend. I totally get it. Like, this is my life that I want to have. Yes. But on Monday when I woke up and I just wanted to pretend that my Monday was someone's Sunday. Yeah. I had this like internal struggle. Totally. Like I have to at least do this much. Mm-hmm. So I feel as if I did something yes. to then justify taking the afternoon on monday to myself yeah absolutely and it's it's all culture next the a week from today is my next day off and Mm -hmm. my last one that i last full day where there was nothing no commitments Mm -hmm. you know there's when you're self-employed there's always some commitment of email or something else but i'm talking like place to be person to teach like specifically scheduled commitment last one that i had off was last uh, tuesday and the next one i have off is next tuesday and it's like those two weeks in between are go 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 and then being able to get back into the headspace of like you don't have to now it's okay right it's hard yeah 
really, that's the hardest yeah. thing, I think, that if you're out there listening and you want to pursue your own thing, whatever that may be, that's, for me, one of the hardest things, just actually saying, I'm not working today. Mm-hmm. And then not feeling bad when you, uh, this is one I really have a hard time with, is is not feeling bad when someone asks to sub or do something and it's like, well, I'm technically available, but I'm burned out. And I could feel like I don't have the kind of patience that mm-hmm. I want to have with the people that I'm around. Right. But then... <laughs> yeah, it's so... That's that's a, um, a hard one to just let go in that way. I'm like, no, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Leave me alone. But I mean, that's the that's the... There's tons of upsides to being your own boss. Oh, and being in this so type many, of work. so many. But that is definitely the downside. Is that it's 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 not just to 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 contradict what I said earlier. It's not just cultural when you don't take the time. It's also like okay, well, I had a goal of this many hours of actual paid work that I was going to do and it didn't manage to fit in four days so I've got to spread it over seven uh-huh. and those are choices that one just has to make to live a life that you would much rather live than oh, sit at a desk or, totally totally yeah, I would and take I mean, this way over same, that life same, same. any day and there are those <laughs> you know the days where it's like oh right like part of my day on a Friday might be going to take a yoga class right and then having lunch with a friend mm-hmm. um, and it's brilliant that I can do that in the middle of the day but then also you know that Friday morning I'm doing a bunch of work before mm-hmm. I leave my house when I come home after all that I'm doing a bunch more work I'm just giving myself that space in the middle of the day to go do what I want to do right which is yeah priceless yes absolutely like it's so but I still whatever want my cake and eat it too and I want to be able on sure. a Monday. Just I'm taking off today. I'm taking off. Well, the 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 transition time, like you know, between like okay, I have. I I used to schedule privates nearly back to back, and now I've made certain that there's at least fifteen to thirty minutes in between, just to be able to transition headspace a little bit, and that goes to the same thing of actually having time off that. If you do manage to get a day off, which come far in in between, like Mm -hmm. two weeks or so here and there, half of that day is often spent like, wait a minute, are we sure? There's not something that I'm supposed to be doing, bill that's supposed to be getting paid or email that's supposed to be respond to or invoice to studio for this thing or that thing. And then when you finally get out of that, okay, it's time to go back to work again. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) It's... Here's my amazing day off last week. I got health insurance, Joe. Congratulations. <laughs> First time in a year. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I have to do some stuff with my health insurance. I'm glad you reminded me. Um, yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't trade this. No, for the absolutely world. not. And I feel and see it getting better. Yes. Better. You know, more control over everything. And a better understanding of like that, the ability to say no. Yeah. I need to say no. Yeah. And the ability to be like, now nah, I'm off and actually be okay with it. 
but it is it's been a long long process yeah that in and of itself is a practice your ability to have and schedule time off and be okay with that and Mm -hmm. and be in it and just be right right (laughs) I, i i tell a lot of the people that i work with when i try to if you're listening to this push the importance of a daily practice mm. and i say i'm like I, I i get it everyone has a lot of shit going on and i always preface is like i know i'm blessed right now with time because it's just me and stell sure you know like we have a lot of time mm-hmm. so at like one o'clock in the afternoon if i'm feeling i need to just sit and breathe i can because i have the time yeah but just because I have the time now doesn't mean I'm always going to have the time. And I appreciate the time. Mm-hmm. So I can talk about how great my daily practice is because I'm blessed with time. But other people will, like I have kids and family and dog and job and all the things. And where am I going to have that space and time for my daily practice? And part of me sometimes feels bad when I'm like, we'll go to bed earlier wake up earlier mm-hmm. you know go to bed later do something yeah um but make the time and then i like i try to push that but then i also come back with but i know i'm blessed with time so i understand but make little like try to create little nuggets this is always my argument smokers take breaks all day right all yeah. day yeah take a take a non-smoker break like there's no reason that you can't have two minutes, but that's the problem is that two minutes is, that's nothing. It's totally is the germ of, of, or the seed of the beginning of, of anything at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause for everyone that, and I used to smoke, I mm-hmm. loved the cigarette and I thoroughly enjoyed taking my cigarette break and my cigarette break may have only been like three minutes four minutes depending what job i was at how, sure. how, how much i can push so why not cannot the non-smoker be like i'm gonna take a breath break mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. and i'm literally i'm just gonna go pay attention to my breathing for honestly the next i think that's probably three a minutes. big part of the addiction i mean i'm sure there's a lot of other things as mm-hmm. well but i think that's a big part of it if just you are actually focusing on your breathing in that moment you are <laughs> you're you not are. really breathing i was not breathing in good things at all no, but but you're breathing <laughs> yeah yeah hmm the non-smoker smoke break <laughs> yeah to connect to that Let's life force <laughs> right but that's the thing just like but we all we all have the time like we all have the same amount of time in the day. Sure. It's like, sure. How are you going to use it? What are you going to do? And just, I feel like I'm just bitching now. Sorry. <laughs> but just stop saying I can't. And there's just not, you know? Yes. Like we are yeah. literally in that, I think it's that book over there, the super whatever, High Performing Habits by Brendan Bouchardy talks about like, like, like this is our supercomputer. Our mind, our brain mm-hmm. is our supercomputer. How are you going to program it? You know, if you're going to keep, I can't, I can't, I can't. And you fucking can. Yeah. You know, if you keep saying you have no time, you are never, ever, ever going to have time. Um, You mentioned uh, Ramin Nazir at the beginning. Have you you listened to his podcast, Rainbow Brain Skull? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does the 15 seconds of silence in every podcast. He does, yes, yes. He took a little hiatus 
for a couple months. I haven't like listened months. to him in a little while. Yeah. yeah, his new episode just just came out with Lacey. I found her through the Soberish podcast. They're oh, all nice. connected. Like yeah. it's this, you know. Oh yeah. Great, great little family. But yeah, I forgot that he does that. The quick, you know, just little bit of. I think it's a nice way just to remind people. There you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's so good. With the, um, most of the people that I coach, and I'm trying to put it more into my practice, that before we start, we just take a moment. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Just breathe. Just, you know, shh. Just like that, everybody. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, mm-hmm. we can move into into everything. But then it like at least gives you that space to like regroup all of this energy. Process what the what does any of this mean? Yeah. <laughs> right? Um What was I just gonna say? Wizards? What about them? I don't know, they show up sometimes. You refer to me as one sometimes. You are, I would say you're definitely <laughs> wizard. I'm a um, fool. Huh? I'm a fool. Yep, so a fool and a wizard. And a magician. <laughs> the magician. But a magician is very much and like a wizard. Yes. No, no, I know. I, I always I always I say as my joke, like out of the tarot cards, I'm the fool, the the hermit, and the magician. Those are my three. Mm-hmm. I the, the fool is ignorant to what he doesn't know. Uh, the magician knows how little he knows, and the hermit goes into his own space so that he doesn't have to expose his ignorance when he... (laughs) (laughs) Does it really need to be his ignorance? Maybe he doesn't want to expose his wisdom. It's a little bit of both. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, all of that stuff happened from the last talk. All of those people. So many random little things that happen in our discussion that bring up have brought up so many things in my life from the um jesus yoga book oh yeah and i got those two massive volumes there's one over there oh did you get the other one? Oh, lovely yeah there's the, just um, so much um uh the, the yoga of jesus yes yeah yeah, yeah 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 i loved that book yeah the second coming of christ within yeah yeah um and then mike just got me everyone you can't see it um the meditating jesus oh, for my beautiful for my birthday i love that that is beautiful yeah he had one at his house when i was up this weekend to teach i was meditating and jesus was there i'm like oh it was really nice because i mean i have the jesus the dollar store jesus candles mm-hmm. but it was really nice to like have that that is wonderful that fits your altar very well yeah so then you know i went downstairs and i told him like i really enjoyed hanging out with jesus yeah, my bestie got me Jesus. <laughs> and it's so, like, we all complain about Amazon and all of it, and Jeff Bezos not paying any taxes. I I, I absolutely need to scale back on my, my Amazon. I've been scaling. I was really actually quite inspired by, uh, I don't know if she goes by Diana or Diana right now, but, um, Diana. but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was, I really appreciated that because I have areas that I've made firm um, boundaries around mm-hmm. supporting the machines right. that I think are 
part of the problem with our with our world. Uh, but Amazon is unfortunately one where I haven't created, I think, enough boundaries around, and I've been trying to make more and more lately. Mm-hmm. What's so interesting, because even as as we talked on that episode, on the bottom of that statue, it has like I don't know, meditating Christ heart of something dot com. You know the website on mm-hmm, the bottom mm-hmm. of it. Um, you, you go to that website, it yes. automatically directs you right to the sales page on Amazon. No shit. To buy it. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. So, yeah. and now granted he, you know, this all happened on Friday. Mike ordered that for me on Friday night and it was here Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, which is like, oh man. Yeah. It's a beautiful system they have in place. Can you pay your taxes? Yeah, help the rest of society. Well, and also, uh, I I can remember, I guess about fifteen years ago now, when like I had friends that were protesting the Walmart that was getting put up in Deptford, New Jersey, or something like that. And Amazon is is this is is larger than that, and it's it's the same stuff that they were protesting mm-hmm. of hiring people and then putting other things out of business and then not paying them enough and not giving workers breaks and yeah so it is like i don't know that fine line but i'm totally i've always been especially because target is right there not that target is the best mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. world but i mean if i need my toilet paper i'll, I'll go to target and not order my toilet paper I had a year of my life where I committed myself to going to like seven different stores that were like, that's it. I'm supporting independent. And I spent so much of my time and gas and everything else trying to go to seven different places that it was like, I don't have time to make a living or foster friendships or (laughs) do the other things that one has to do. Right, right. (laughs) So like, how do you, how do you navigate that? Cause it's like the, I don't have them anymore. I just, um, finished the, the last box, but I was in the, the, this great little store on South street. I can't think of the name of it. Something with eyes. Oh, the eyes gallery. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love it in there. Beautiful. And I thought I was buying one kind of incense and accidentally on purpose. I bought this white sage incense. Mm-hmm. I think I thought I was getting, I don't know. I don't know what I thought I was getting. But I came home like, oh, this is not what I wanted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was so good. Like, it just smelled so good. And I'm like, fuck, like this little pack cost me like six bucks. Mm-hmm. So I Googled it, took me to Amazon. I got a case of it for $13.99. And part of me felt bad. But I'm like, it's $13.99. Like, yeah. I just got like 12 of these little packs that I paid six bucks for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's part of the, I think that's part of the problem of where we've progressed to in society of like, we can always have more. Well, right. (laughs) But it's like, I know I'm shopping in bulk, but look at how much money I just saved. Sure, sure. Hmm. But that's probably also because of the corporation growing beyond its its means. Right, right. Or beyond society's means, maybe not its means. It has Mm -hmm. plenty of means to keep growing. Right, right. Life. Well, I, I, I wonder people that rail against like universal basic income or something like that, because it would be absolutely fine if Amazon existed, if we were able to eliminate the need for people to go do tedious jobs that aren't needed anymore. 
Right. But do you think people would really ever be okay with that? Who who are the people that you're so, saying okay. might not be okay with it? So the whole idea of universal based income, mm-hmm. or let's just say healthcare mm-hmm. for us. I've noticed some friends of mine putting out some smart ass. Yeah, I've seen posts. some. None, but in a in a way, just saying, hey, we can spend all of this money on the war machine. Why can't we? Oh do yeah, this? I mean, I totally. Why agree can't with we that. do that? Yeah, and. They're saying it in a fun way, mm-hmm. and the people people are commenting saying, "Well, why can't you just buy it yourself? Why does the government need to buy it for you?" You know, like like the people that that well, will what, argue. What I don't understand is if you're arguing against somebody actually saying that we are putting the money toward the war machine, why are you okay with that? Right. I think it's just an unawareness. Of the amount of money that is being spent on ridiculous things, just assuming oh, whatever we need to be safe. I think it's team mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's like this is what my team believes, and I mean the same argument obviously can be made for people that feel the way that I feel of universal basic income and Medicare for all and things mm-hmm. like this. But um, m- my team is making the argument that people shouldn't be being killed for for your ability to have amazon i i i don't i don't quite even know what the what the argument is for that right right but it in a way it's almost like well i had to do it this way for so long so you should have to do it as well oh yes yes instead of just being like no but we've progressed we've evolved technology is at this space and we can all be okay so you got to let that past story go. Good job yes. for all of the work you put in and for your effort. Yeah. So he, here's a great, I think, tag onto that one is, yes, I, I graduated from a music school. <laughs> a completely useless degree, mind you, with close to $100,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. Um Thankfully, I had a family that helped out and did, retired and got money, and and then I also have been paying it. And this year, at thirty, what am I now? I'm going to be thirty nine this year. At thirty nine, I'm about to pay off my the rest of my student loan debt. Does that mean that I don't think people moving forward should not be alleviated of this awful burden that I was set with for that long? No, I definitely think they should be alleviated of it. But I know peers that feel like just pissed off. It's like, I had to go through it. Why shouldn't you? It's like, right. because it was a really fucked up situation that held me down and I got sick and didn't have health insurance. And it, it totally made me become dependent upon other people who had their lives disrupted. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a system that doesn't need to continue in the way it is because it, it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> it's like, where in the, is it even the brain? Like, where does this, how could some people just be so like, well, I had to do it. I had to, you know, deal with that and it sucked for me. So why should it be better mm-hmm. for you? Like that whole mentality of like, everything just is supposed to suck and be hard. But 
it doesn't. It doesn't have to suck or be hard anymore if we fix yeah. what was broken. And sorry that you had to live through the broken phase of things, but that doesn't mean we should keep things broken yeah. forever. Yeah. yeah. Because unfortunately, you paid your way through the broken phase right. of this life. Like, that, uh, well, this person, I only have one leg. So why do you get to have two? Right. It's right. Exactly. <laughs> Life is not fair, and if we can make some situations a little bit more fair with and and honestly not by disrupting your general citizen's life or even really wealthy people for the mm -hmm. most part, it's more these machines like the military machine or Wall Street or um I I I think that's I think that's a point that needs to be pointed out constantly is at least Bernie's plan for Medicare for all is to tax Wall Street. And it seems like most of us, other than Wall Street, um, are not happy about the fact that the banks all got bailed out for creating much of the financial crisis that we're in. Mm -hmm. But they got bailed out and your general citizen who got a house with a um, with a loan that was going to increase in percentage every single year, those, those people got screwed, lost their homes, have debt that's insurmountable. Mm -hmm. um, so we do, in this country, bail out people all the time and help people out. But it's rarely the ones who are struggling or right. closer to the bottom. And it seems the, one, the ones that are struggling are the ones that scream the loudest that no one should be getting... Oh, I think it happens on both ends of the spectrum. I think that's the trick that gets played by the people at the top. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's it's a lot of it's 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 a lot of the classism and racism and a lot of the other things that have existed in this country. I think it's the the game and the trick that's played by the people at the top in order to keep the the plebs um, at the bottom. Yeah, and bickering with one <laughs> yeah, another. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just saying, oh, no, 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 we're yeah. all getting kicked in the nuts right now. <laughs> like, all of us, please realize that. Yeah. Uh, that's, I think, the part of this this whole game that we're living in that bothers me the most. That the people that are typically... Yeah, and the people that are typically getting taken advantage of the most don't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. That they're the ones that are being, you know, made the pawn, if you will, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and kind of just blindly follow along with this. Well, why should you get your health care for free? Pay for it. Why do you get to go to school for free? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, no, no, so do you. You get to go for free yes. too. Yeah. You get all of those well, free things. And how about the fact that? primary or high school or all these other things were not for free at one point either and mm -hmm. we all seem to agree that we're we're better off now with those things being offered than we were when they weren't right so why isn't the other possible that by offering things like education and and medical care like just <laughs> <laughs> The things that keep you yeah. alive, yes, and functioning. Yeah, yeah. That that um, I, I I like Joe Rogan's line that he always says of like a society with less losers. That seems to be a thing that we should all be kind of kind of after. Is right, like help people out who are losing, mm -hmm. and the idea loser kind of attaches to it that it's somebody that did so, that 
did something wrong, but right. loser just means that you are losing. Right. It doesn't mean that you did something wrong. Uh-huh. They, plenty of games are fixed, and this is definitely a rigged game. Right, <laughs> right. So how do we wake people up to the, the rigging? Oof, I, I I don't know that. I right? I am not gonna I'm not gonna take that charge. That's the <laughs> I've been thinking of of that a lot. And just like with some random people that I talk with about the kind of like classes that I teach, like it's it's very introspective and going inward and helping people to realize that all of the answers are inside. Mm-hmm. So so they connect to that infinite creative being that they are and wake up. Mm-hmm. Be like Oh, right. Right. I can create these things. I can do these things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's the reminding people that they are infinite creative beings. Not like, do this exercise and listen to what I say and everything's going to change. Mm-hmm. No. Do these things and start looking in inward and ask yourself the questions and, and go from there and do what you feel. So it's like waking people up to their own power. Yeah. That we're sovereign beings on this planet. And then we're on this planet. Like, just think about we're yeah. on this fucking rock flying around in space. Yeah. Like, what do you want to do? Do it. Well, and by all being on this planet, can't we all be on the same team? Right. And exactly. rather than it be a game where we're competing with one another, like. Because what are you really competing for? Yeah. Yeah. That, the. The one slice of the pie or something. I, I I don't quite know. Right. When did the pie get so small? I wonder when we're going to start to investigate what, like, the mission statement is. Like, you know, we say as a country, uh, um, um, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, if, th- if those actually are our ideals, our general moral, and then everything else is just built off of that, well, life, Medicare for all, that certainly falls into that. Uh-huh. That if someone gets sick, they're entitled to the, the, the means that we have available to us to have life. Uh-huh. And okay, if we don't have the means, then obviously they don't have that, but they're, they're entitled to that as one of the mission statements of our country freedom liberty Uh if you're not harming anyone else like okay why don't you have your own liberty and the pursuit of happiness is not tying someone's hands behind their back and and stopping them from being able to pursue happiness like giving them a loan that is it that is beyond their ability to be able to repay it Uh and i know there's that complaint well then they should never take it but if someone needs a we have a homeless problem in this country that is growingly insane Mm -hmm. and uh once you once you have nothing uh your ability to be able to climb out of that pit like the person who has a hundred dollars has a much better chance of getting to 150 dollars than the person who has zero dollars getting to 10 Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's honestly just investigating, like, what do we collectively actually want? Like, is this the mission statement? Because we'll make all these other arguments that really have nothing to do with what the initial idea is of a nation or of a group. Right. Do you think it's too late? I think that we need to recognize that we don't live in the same space that we lived in a hundred years ago or even 10 years ago. Right. 
I mean, look at even the information that we have available to us now. I, I, I personally could not have made even as close to a cogent argument as I can make today 10 years ago because I didn't have access to the information. Right. And granted, my argument still could be improved, but mm-hmm. but the fact that now we have a phone that we can access everything, everything, yeah, even the disinformation, which mm-hmm. I think is really, really interesting. Like that's the, there's the two ideas of like dystopia. And one idea of dystopia is that we have information withheld from us. That's like the um, uh, uh, Brave New World kind of kind of idea. Um, and then you have more the other side of things of where there's, everything is out there. The earth is flat and quantum physics that it can be, I mean, granted, this is a little bit of an extreme example, but it can be hard to weed out the truth. Uh-huh. Now, in those two, I think you should probably listen to the most intelligent minds in the world. But granted, <laughs> <laughs> granted there are some areas where I get that people are confused by the amount of information that's out there. But no, I don't think it's too late. I think we actually are probably in the best space ever to really actually communicate it's uh-huh. just that we are in the we're in the equivalent we're in the equivalent of prehistoric times in the information age meaning that we have this ability to communicate with everyone but twitter is probably not the best way to do it uh-huh. so it's like we're figuring it out still i think right. well now, yeah it's all very young still in the yes. grand scheme of things yes it's also young now, granted, we we are headed for some some really hard times, probably with <laughs> whatever climate change or with right. whatever war situations that the world is continually getting itself in. I'm not even going to just say the current administration because I really think this is this is a ball that's been rolling that we just currently have the um uh i i I refer to it as as the you know it's like the the um a cartoonish version of something that's been happening for a long time right right it's really just now a magnified cartoon of the the situation that we've been existing in Mm -hmm. yeah really just showing us how much of a cartoon joke it all really is it very much feels like a comic book in the sense that it is that that outrageous uh but i think that's the only way that anyone can kind of see it for what it is apparently of having like the curtain pulled back from the wizard in a sense of Mm -hmm. like oh no like this is this is not um this this is not a the idea that oh well the the leaders have things figured out and everyone else just is sort of like well I, I don't know thank goodness we have smart people who are going to run things right and I think that that's hopefully a little bit of a of a wake up call of a realization of like well <laughs> maybe not <laughs> right yeah, no. no 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 we are definitely in like the the world of uh, what's it called. 
like the fake professional wrestling. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like right now in the storyline, the bad guy is in charge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on what side you're on. You know what I mean? But sure. it is. It's like we're, we're watching yes. like one of those story plays. And it's yeah. like, oh, the villain is in control right now. I wonder when the good guy's going to get back in charge. But I don't think that there was any rallying for progressive ideology when the quote good guy was in charge because i don't think the good guy was ever a good guy no it was just the mask no no it's just government. the mask of like yes. cuz i is... have a lot of beef with the good guy that 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 many progressives will say like if only we could go back i don't want to go back Mm-hmm. I think that was a really shitty situation as well. We were just a little more blind to that situation. And this one is just overt and obvious. Right. And the other one was a little easier to, um, I hate this line that I hear a lot of fellow progressives say of like, I want to go back to not paying attention. It's like, that's why we needed this person in charge mm-hmm. because we needed to know that we need to fucking pay attention because right. this shit is not working out for for most people no. sorry to get all political no 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 it's totally I mean, shoot. Like it isn't it hasn't worked out for a lot of us yeah it, it sure you don't have to think about things but like we talked about earlier when the banks and corporations are getting bailed out and for lack of a better term the average joe is just saying good luck down yeah. there you know i hope hope you make it out of this we at least know that the corporations and the stock market will be okay. Here's two <laughs> that I always like to remind my fellow progressives of. Occupy Wall Street happened during the Obama administration, which was a protest for bailing out the banks, where citizens were treated by a mili- militarized police system to stop their peaceful protest. And that... that progressive administration did less than nothing to stop it Uh and also um capitalism yay was able to put a a a pipeline through native american land when there were protests for that during standing rock Uh and again nothing was done until the last month of that administration when they finally put a stop to it, which they should have done long before. And I feel like that was the same game that we're referring to as before of it was to allow progressives to then point the finger at the current administration and say how awful they're doing this. It's like, wait, the other administration did it too. This is the same wheel that keeps turning. And right now you just have a cartoonish pro wrestler um, villain who's mm-hmm. doing it and it's not okay when even the intelligent Harvard educated business person does it it's right it just sounds better okay. coming out of his mouth exactly when, he, when he's on television <laughs> he's just fooling you in yeah. a different way where this guy's just rallying up this, the other group as well a very vocal group yeah and, and I, I I think that that is a Minority, it's just an extremely vocal minority who it's hard not to pay attention to mm-hmm. because of the pro wrestling vocal nature of it. Right, right. <laughs> um, this is it's always so quick when oh, we my chat. Oh, gracious. Um, it was only like an hour. 
what do you have going on in your world? Where could people find you? you have any um, special events happening? Uh, Nomoves.com is the best place to find me. It links to everything. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty active on Instagram, which is Nomoves. Um, and uh, I have a lot of workshops coming up. Um, some of them will have already started probably by the time this airs. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to say go to Nomoves.com slash events if you're interested in coming to anything that i do i I teach all over philadelphia i teach tons of privates and that's my gig i teach violin now too oh you're back i am i took a couple years off it Mm -hmm. was the right move and i'm I'm actually i'm glad to be back in it now i it's a it's a slightly different approach and i say slightly because i'm still teaching the way i taught before but i think my goal is a lot different Mm -hmm. i really want people to just appreciate music and 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 be able to use it in a methodology to learn and my goal is not to produce a violinist which was always the goal of my teachers Mm. and so i think i was approaching it that way rather than just um a, a a a mode of of education of being able to learn and better oneself Right, yeah. right. So the violin teaching is also on. You? It's there's no information no? on it out there, but uh, but if you contact me through Noah Moves, you can find out about all my things. My email's there, and right, right, yeah. I can reach out. Yeah. yeah, sweet. Well, as always, Noah, thank you for uh, coming to hang out with Always me. A pleasure, Joe. Thanks for having me. Thanks for yeah. Thanks for everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. We will definitely do. do this again and catch up on all other kinds of weird crazy things forward to it. for the for the listeners out there um thank you all so much for listening check out noah everywhere and keep your head up remember you're an infinite creative being sovereign live your own life fuck the guru